Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Westworld with Jay, Jack, and Mike. My name is Jay. My name is Mike. And I am shocked, completely shocked, that Cholores took her revenge on Dolores. I can't believe it, Jack. Like, this second, I was like, damn it. But could that be Cholores? Because she had, like, a pretty good facelift. I don't know what the time (laughs) was between the end of last episode and this one, but, like, even though we only saw her face, like... It was not charred in the least. It only takes a few minutes to get a new face. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the whole, like, gun thing where they spray back on. Well, and especially it. if she's, I mean, if our assumption is that she's working with Maeve and or Surat, like, they probably have the means to easily yeah. fix her up, right? Like, they could just go back to where Maeve made Clementine and uh, the other one from Shogun World. And was like, yeah, yeah, just patch her up a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, Jack, you were right. There it is. <laughs> Save it. Have a little sound clip. Well, no, it it wasn't a big deal, but you you made such a big... That's not going to happen. I just felt like, why Ah, would you just switch sides? That's where I just... I don't get... Like, to me, at this point, Dolores... I need to go outside and have a smoke. You're crazy. No way that's coming through. So much sense that I don't understand Maeve's side at all. I don't understand any of these people that are fighting for Ciroc. And maybe it's because they don't know what Dolores knows and Caleb knows. But to me, it's like obvious. Why are you fighting against your own side? I, I think eventually Maeve wakes up and joins Dolores. I said it last week. I I, I mean, I know it didn't look good last night. But, <laughs> it definitely did not look good. But, but what's... It, it, like uh, Dolores keeps saying, there's not many left of my kind. Of our kind. Yeah, our kind. Mean. So when does when does Maeve wake up and go, okay, yeah, I need to stop. Well, I, killing Hector, at least, I guess, gives some motivation there, I guess. But then nah, Charlotte was, now but she, is on no, but, Maeve's but, side. So she's I don't cool know, but it, it seems like if we're going along with Dolores' big plan, which is that like it was never her intention to bring down humanity out of her own hand. It was always going to be at somebody else's, like maybe that's a big reason why I think the insight leak happened was just mm-hmm. to like cause this civil unrest against insight. And I guess Sorak by proxy. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, you know, maybe Maeve turns on Sorak, but I feel like Sorak's downfall is going to come at the hands of the people that they've been watching over and trying to monitor in order to prevent, you know, they essentially just self-perpetuating prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to prevent this world ruin and they're ended up causing it because they were trying to prevent the world ruin. Here's my question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jack. 
I still think I, – I, I think I said earlier a couple episodes ago, I think Ciroc is dead. I think he's gone. Well, I, yeah, I think, I think his, his brother has been, has been controlling him. Well, there was, I mean, there's, I, there's a moment in this episode. That, again, this is a lot of Jack fan service. I'm just going to say it right now. A lot of, <laughs> but there was the thing with Ciroc's projection thing where he's like, I can't quite be here. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah and he, I said, uh, he literally said the man – like the man who I was no longer exists. And it's right. like – are you speaking metaphorically that like, Hey, I was this way before with you brother, but now I'm somebody different. Or was it like, I am dead. I'm not me anymore. <laughs> right. I, 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 I don't think so. I think it's his brother is controlling. His brother is, it's controlling the, uh... what if the brother is Ciroc and the real Ciroc is the one frozen. Oh, Ooh, that's a twisty mm. twist. That's like a bit of like a face-off thing, right? That they yeah. like swapped bodies and they, they, and because it does seem like, you know, again, as much a method as that might be to Ciroc's madness, like there is madness there, right? Like there is some things we find out this episode. Obviously, I think the big, big reveal is about Caleb. We had known that he was sort of an outlier, but now we yeah. found out like he was sort of an outlier that we used to round up other outliers. And mm -hmm. some of them have been frozen and some of them were just outright killed. So there's a, yeah. a lot of brutality that's been happening. Well, that's, I mean, if you, that's why there's, there's not a lot of people in the streets. Yeah, that makes sense as well. There's because because they're, they're all, yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all, you know, uh, so uh, I, I was thinking maybe the outliers were like maybe 1% of the population, but no, it's like half the population. And that's yeah, why. exactly like the, I think everyone's just so effed up by 2059 <laughs> that ends up, uh, you know, really coding them out. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I know that they said what uh, his name, Jean Me was like a schizophrenic. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how manic their actions would be. But like I could imagine somebody mentally unstable you know, planning these things and somebody mentally unstable would also maybe believe that his brother was going to lock him away. And so it decides yeah. to pull the old switcheroo on him and lock him away as well. Right. I, I think that's a really good theory. It's a really good hot take. Um, and I think it could happen. Maybe, maybe he locked him away as he's a kid. Maybe he's just, he's kid <laughs> as a well, child. Cause uh. there's, there's a, the thing I wanted to say was, you know, in this universe where this show takes place, did Jurassic Park uh, not get released? Because I feel like the Jurassic Park movie should have let them know you can't try to control nature. Like no matter how hard you try, it's gonna blow back in your face. I don't know. I mean, look at look at the world that we live in today, where the Jurassic Park movies definitively exist, and they keep opening the damn park, and like we still tamper with nature each and every day. It's true. That's well, I think you're thing. always gonna have someone who thinks they can do it. And right. someone thinks yeah. they can do the, the right. Hubris. I mean, you're always, always going to have that. Yep. You're always got a person. Well, this is the right. This is what I believe in, mm -hmm. and that, and especially as someone who's who's schizophrenic, is is who's not thinking clearly anyway, right? So, or even if they're schizophrenic or not schizophrenic, I mean, there's plenty of people. Uh, well, I'm saying that in this case, a lot of ways you could go about it, but I I do like the theory that it could be. And what's his name again? Like it's Jeremy. Yeah, it's like Jean Valjean, very stereotypical. Yeah, it's like Jean, Jean Valjean combined with the Bon Me sandwich. That's the guy. Jean-Claude Van Damme. We want this name to be so French. How can we make yeah. it? <laughs> I believe, though, that he did the voice of Solomon, which was fun because he got to be like a little sassy. Yes, too. yes. Um, yeah, his actual full name is jean Me Baguette Croissant. <laughs> little known facts, just so they were not I'm just going to call him Johnny. Are we okay with that? Um, oh, he'll love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'm going to be in one of those uh, little boxes uh, floating around there for 
I, I have a few French friends, and what I know of the French is they love Americanization of mm-hmm. their culture. They just love it. Love it. Um, anyway, uh, penultimate episode, like mm-hmm. second to last. Uh, when the, at the trailer at the end of this episode was just like, one episode left. Um, <laughs> my question to all of you is, did it feel like a penultimate episode? Uh, did, it, did it set the stage for one last episode for the season? I th- yes. I think it I, yeah I I would say it did even though like it's it was sort of a from a certain perspective like I think with the William Stubbs and Bernard stuff it was definitely moving the plot along yeah felt like a bit of table saying there were a couple of details in there that that I want to talk about but that largely mm-hmm. felt like okay these three guys are going to work together but then William's going to turn on them yeah. uh, the Caleb stuff I thought you know was obviously like big yes. earth shattering stuff for the reality and and Sirach's plan and Caleb's mm-hmm. character but I loved how it really segued to the end with this revelation I mentioned before that like it was Dolores's plan the entire time to have Caleb be the What's the what's the name of the episode? Past pawn that he past was the past pawn. pawn. Yes. So in chess, past pawn is when uh, the the pawn. There's no other pawn that can stop it from going to the other side of the board and getting promoted. Generally, you'd want to promote them to a queen uh, piece. Um, so great analogy there. Of yeah, the and especially char- because the entire episode, right? Dolores is like, you're going to be the leader. Yeah. Like you're you you're not you you think you're a follower, but like trust me mm-hmm. this is my story you have the capacity to lead and now we know why is because like it was always her intention for him to be the leader of these embattered mm-hmm. people that will rise up and take down Sirach from the inside yep yep um, so from that perspective like even like the last shot of uh you know of caleb of aaron aaron paul just putting in some again some awesome work here but the last mm-hmm. shot of you know uh, Caleb having this like really angry, determined, determined sort of like demented look on his face as he walks away from Solomon, and then the virtual assistant, assumingly Dolores, says, "Hello, Caleb. I have some instructions for you." Uh, that's like I think that's a great way to end the episode because I think it perfectly sets up like this is how we walk into the finale. Of course, we're going to have Dolores and Maeve; mm-hmm. they're not dead, nope. uh, but I think that now we truly see like who we should be fearing and looking towards this mm-hmm. guy who we thought was just sort of like the toady of Dolores the entire time is the guy who's going to be holding the cards. Yeah. And I, I think it's a really nice kind of, uh, because I think we were even saying in the beginning, Oh, cool. They, they have, um, uh, Caleb here. It's nice that in her army, there's going to be an actual human every man representation. Um, but no, he's, you know, he's almost the John Connor that's going to actually yeah. lead, you know this this revolution um so I, I i thought that was a really nice play um and then what do we think about the reveal of his backstory so uh i think we, we were saying it for a while he probably killed um i'm blanking on his little it was it wasn't francis. a shock. francis thank you no yeah because i think even like a couple of episodes ago when uh he killed or when he was standing over the body of liam dempsey mm-hmm. liam was like you did it yeah. and i think we were theorizing as to what that would be but i think the base assumption right was that like he was the one that killed francis i don't think any of us would have predicted the circumstances yes behind it but i think we had also to your point also said like his memories are probably implanted it does seem like he did spend some time in the war uh but it definitely was Mm -hmm. not to the extent that he initially thought correct correct and uh it was neat to see enrico calatoni uh (laughs) who any of the um uh veronica mars fans out there uh the whole time i was like 
there's no like why yeah. is he doing this little bit part like it doesn't make any sense oh he's dead that is, i feel like I mean, we i feel like we did that with another character on this show i can't remember maybe it was another show we covered of like they brought in this big actor there's no way they're just using him for like a, a, a you know a, a no line part and yeah it turns yeah. out that he in reality had a much bigger role than like the mm-hmm. russian insurgent leader yes yeah and i thought that was a, a really cool reveal just showing how flawed Rehobram's plan is like if you have to enslave or, or put on ice however many human beings to like keep your perfect world like how perfect is that world you're just basically um uh, i don't know maybe, maybe spock would think it's for the greater good but i think most humans <laughs> wouldn't agree with that methodology to try and avoid again it doesn't work so you have to have people have to have free will and Right. I think it's basically like, uh, you know, Ciroc like invested in this piece of real estate that like was told that the foundation's going to crumble at some point. And he's like, no, no, no. I have, you know, I have these new technologies I can put into mm-hmm. like keep it afloat. And basically anytime he sees like a sagging piece of foundation, yep. he's just like radically cutting off parts of his house yep. to keep the rest of it afloat. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like then it, it crosses this really fine line between like pragmatic and authoritarian mm-hmm. of like. I mean, granted, he is not killing them. Maybe like we initially thought, uh, you know, when I first when Solomon first said, like, only one out of 10 people, the rehabilitation yeah. works. Them, I'm like, <laughs> oh, what happened to the rest of them? I guess Sorak is not completely Soylent heartless in that they're not dead, people. but it's still yeah. not great. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, it's something that is a, a theme that's brought up a lot in Michael Crichton's work. And, and I joked about jurassic park but it's that ian malcolm line of uh, nature uh, uh, finds a way um and you know in these cases where <laughs> that was like that's a good jeff goldblum right it's pretty good oh, jeff goldblum. Oh, i mean not oh, not a good week to be uh you know doing a jeff goldblum i, 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 thought, I thought it was a pretty good one i thought it was laura dern but i i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> run that's my Laura Dern from Jurassic. <laughs> that's Park. a good. That's actually pretty good. Right. <laughs> or Newman. Um, uh, Dotson, we got Dotson here. That's my uh, Newman. Anyway, sorry. Three for three. Not really. Thank you very <laughs> much. Um, you're you're a generous dr- judge there, uh, Mike. But um, so <laughs> while this is a big turn of events as for the penultimate episode of this season. Do we feel Caleb's storyline concludes at the end of the season, or is this the main a uh, main driver through the mm. rest of the series? I, I think it. I think it continues. Interesting. I wonder in what way because we should mention Westworld. We is, I think we sort of assume this, but Westworld has been officially renewed mm-hmm. for season four. Was confirmed yep. between our podcast recordings here, yep. and also apparently, like the rumor is that the show itself is like has storylines to go to six seasons do you guys yeah do you guys think they're going to go the full six or do you think it might just be for one reason or another that hbo decides like okay we're going to call it quits after four or five i always thought it was five they said five or six they would they always said five or six i think i think it depends how long it takes i think it depends how long it takes to come back for season four I mean, it's good. I think it's going to take at least two years. I don't think yeah, we're going to be talking minimum. again about this until like 2022. Minimum. Yeah. yeah, it could be 2023. I mean, it could be three years. Yeah, because like couple the fact that they are totally fine taking their time, not feeling like they have to put a season out every year 
coupled with obviously between one of their sets burning down and obviously what's going on right now in the world right. that production is definitively delayed until i would guess maybe the fall at the earliest you know maybe they're doing some writing stuff right now so they can really hit the ground running when they when they start working on stuff but i i can imagine they really want to work this out beat by beat they they don't, again they don't feel beholden to have to put out a season every year hbo is basically saying like hey we trust you guys take how much ever time you need i think the side effect is unfortunately that more and more people are becoming less and less uh invested or like involved in westworld like oh yeah i guess right. it's back on sure i'll check it out but you know from the creative perspective that's sort of what they're working towards right and and the data proves that out, so I just looked up to get the specific number, but uh, viewership was down 57% from the Season wow. 2 premiere to the Season 3 premiere. So uh, it, it the delay, I think, does have an effect on it. Um, well, I think the delay show. and also Season 2 wasn't popular. Right. It was sort of like, I, yeah, like they, I, I'm sure people sort of credit it to like the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And it's always right. tough for like a flash and, you know, a really big show like Westworld in its first season even Game of Thrones in its second season had people being driven away uh, and yeah. then had people sort of roaring back by the end. But mm-hmm. I can certainly imagine with all those factors, when you hear Westworld season three is coming back in 2020, people are sort of like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it, but it's not something that I'm <laughs> super psyched about right now. Yeah. But yeah. which is sucks because I've been super psyched about this season going through this episode seven. I know a lot of people don't like season three. Interesting. But, uh, season three. but I like, I like it. I, I've heard no, nobody's complained to me about season three, aside from the one Caleb uh, acid trip thing. But besides that, uh, thoughts have been pretty positive. I think, I, I think at the end of the day, I don't think HBO cares. I think that it's content; it gets enough views. Um, I think it's still got like 1.7 million viewers. Yeah, and I think this is sort of still one of their, you know, in the, especially in the wake of like No Game of Thrones, they're looking for like mm-hmm. their next prestige show. And I think even season yeah. two of Westworld like got a fair amount of nominations. Mm-hmm. So I think that could also be an easy way to sort of keep it going that this is like, you know, their highbrow show that mm-hmm. they're going to keep around and maybe experiment with some other content in the meantime. I mean, there's only if- so many seasons of McMillions they can pull out. So. <laughs> But if it goes to like say say the next season doesn't start till twenty twenty three, that's season four, and then you're looking at twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. This thing's not going to wrap up to twenty twenty nine. I think I, you're, you're going to lose people. I think the last season comes out. What year are they in right now? Twenty fifty nine. Yeah, so they'd be that. close to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they want to line it up perfectly <laughs> so that it concludes the same year in which it takes place. But the, but for some reason the actors are going to look completely the same. <laughs> Well, can't they just like uh, CGI the actors and then the actors can do voiceover? By that point, probably, probably. Um, So who knows? They might do a whole like, I don't know. For all we know, we don't know what's happening next week. They might just burn everything and just do like, I don't know, Westworld, the next generation where they just like bring in a new group of people. (laughs) Well, I'd be honest. I I really thought this was going to be the end of Dolores. Me too. Interesting. I I said, oh, my God, they're going to kill her off because she kept saying it. She kept saying Mm -hmm. it. And it. It didn't look good. And even when yeah. Maeve says, you know, you've died a thousand, you died a thousand <laughs> times in the parks, you know, but this is going to be, and came back this, you're not coming back from this. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Her arm getting blown off was simultaneously yeah. like hysterical and badass at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I it said, was, whoa, <laughs> there's been so many like Terminator 
uh, kind of mm-hmm. scenes in this season. That was kind of another one to me. Not that Sarah Connor lost her arm in T2, but it kind of had that feel where she's kind of like limping. And I almost expect half expected her to have like, you know, single hand cock the shotgun like uh, Sarah Connor did in T2. But um, yeah, I let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about three seasons of build up to Maeve versus Dolores. Um, did it live up to all of those expectations? Uh, could it live up to those expectations? Uh, we finally had the confrontation that we've been talking about for years. I mean, the thing about the confrontation is that it was much more actiony than I think either we really know from either one of these characters. Like, I think yeah. they've had moments where they picked up swords and guns, but I feel like yeah. usually they they battle with words or occasionally. Mm-hmm mind control powers so that being said i still thought the fight sequence was a lot of fun i felt another jurassic park connection jay with two of them fighting and you know what seemed like a kitchen with all these uh shiny appliances <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't you know make did not get dolores with the f- reflection in the door uh but i think that you know once we took it outside like there was some really impressive stunt work going on and it was in general yeah. fun to watch would mm-hmm. i say this is the culmination of three you know three seasons worth of conflict building no but i also would say i do not think this is the last time no. even in this season that we're going to see the two of them face off against each other did we i agree because before they started fighting dolores tries to make to appeals to Maeve. So, you know hey this is it was almost like a gentler kinder dolores Right, that's that the we, farmer's that, daughter. Yeah, that we haven't seen in, in, you know, like since season one, where she just like, okay, Maeve, I know we've had our disagreements, but you know, I I thought she was, I thought she made a pretty good case. You killed Hector. Yeah, okay, I killed Hector. I wow, killed a lot seems of people. like you're coming down really hard on Maeve right now. I'm just feeling because I, I think because Maeve is Maeve. making a mistake. Yes, but. And and I, but when I watched the featurette, I found it uh, a relief that Lisa Joy said, you know, how often are two strong women pitted against each other by right. some powerful man somewhere? Right. Um, and I kind of had that feeling while watching them fight. I was like, why are these two amazing people being pitted against each other? Um, by some other dude who's not even getting his hands dirty. Like how many times? So who's probably me, dead anyway? <laughs> I mean, from that perspective, Maeve's the past pawn then too, right? Kinda, that she sort yeah. of has been someone who's been brought out of Westworld and like given this these these roles back to be like, okay, you're going to be the one to carry out this project. I need boots on the ground, and you're going to be the one to do it. I can also understand Maeve's perspective because Maeve believes that Dolores's plan at the moment was to use her encryption key to go into the valley beyond, you know, weaponize all these people that she died to save, including her daughter. And so Mm -hmm. she wants to protect them. So it's almost like she, Dolores wants to protect host kind. And so Mm -hmm. does Maeve from -hmm. a certain perspective. Right. Uh, But I also wonder if slash when Maeve finds out that that wasn't really Dolores's plan the entire time, how much that's going to change her sort of alignment, if at all. Correct. Yeah, I, I think I think it will because to me, like the Lisa Joy saying that was the clue for me to be like, okay, that's where it's at right now. But I think there's a certain point point where the team up will happen. Will it happen at the end of the, in the next episode? I don't know, but I feel like it's going to happen at some point. I think it'll be strongly hinted that that's what's going to happen in season four. Mm. And I and I think it's also interesting. You know, I don't know if Maeve knows that Sirak just said like, hey, we need the encrypted data from the people Mm -hmm. in the park 
I think we pretty much figured out that Sorak wants Dolores because he needed enough DNA data to be able to help his brother and the other outliers. Oh, maybe, yeah. So I wonder if May finds out that, you know, she's been manipulated. That again, it's not about saving humankind and stopping Dolores. It's more so like, hey, she just happens to have something I really need. So if you could help me out and kill all these people, that would be great. <laughs> Well, she, tell, she tells Maeve, she says, look, there's no guarantee. I can't guarantee it. You can't guarantee that, you know, your daughter's going to be safe. You can't. Well, and that's where I think, you know, D- Dolores has a compelling argument there because they're basically just on a server. And now Sorak owns that server. So, right. like, what is to say that he he can't get to it now, but eventually, you know, if he wins and he, you know, gets Dolores a crypto key, whatever that is then who's to say Sorak's going to, you know, keep his promise. And that's, and to Mike's point, I think that is where Maeve would turn on the whole you think Sorak situation. If, if Sorak is dead and it's being controlled by his, his brother, the whole thing, do you think she finds out and she goes, what am I doing here? Maybe that wakes her up. I think it happens. I, my question is, does it happen tomorrow or not tomorrow, but uh, you know, this Sunday or not? Yeah, I mean, it could be a situation where, like, you know, I think we predicted once upon a time that Caleb would betray Dolores. Seems like that's not happening Mm -hmm. anytime soon. Uh, Caleb has once once again become a soldier in her army. Uh, I could imagine, though, Maeve turning on Ciroc in finale. And maybe to your point, like, maybe they hint towards something in the final minutes of the season of the two of them, like, walking off to the sun together or something. Mm -hmm. And then season four is, like, maybe they're on the run in the real world. And like now it's more so about like, how do they survive as vigilantes when humankind is hunting them down? Yeah. The, again, we'll just have to wait till 2030 to find that out. Does Caleb release all the people that are, uh, are being held? Well, so yeah, that's the easy, the question because so what happened in the end of the episode was Dolores released that EMP, right? Mm-hmm. That big wave of energy that yep. knocked out, uh, maybe killed, uh, Maeve and Dolores. It seems like they're both on the preview, so they're definitely not dead. Maybe they just get right. different bodies. Yeah. Hopefully, Dolores gets a new one because it's a little worse for wear. <laughs> but it seemed like like the power shut off, which makes sense because an EMP electromagnetic mm-hmm. pulse like turns off anything that runs electricity in the vicinity. So I can imagine if the cryogenic systems are knocked out, could that mean that a bunch of frozen bodies are now unfrozen? Yeah. It's so it's thriller. much like the it's, it's much like season situation. the end of season one going to season two where they went into cold storage and like started using all of these yeah. defunct hosts ends up happening where like I don't know if Caleb did this uh, and Dolores did this on purpose or not but now they have a whole army of outliers that mm-hmm. are probably very angry at the way they've been treated. Now does one of them recognize Caleb? Hey. Maybe. You're the guy that put me here. It's okay. <laughs> not, not a bad point. I, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember it's, that. Yeah, I'm assuming they've been undergoing rehabilitation, so their memories have probably been futzed with anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they might not remember him. But yeah, maybe they sort of have a Caleb moment where like the rehabilitation wears off after a certain point. They're like, wait a minute. You're the guy who rounded me up on the Rico app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about the reveal of the Rico app? I thought that was just a neat little, you know, tying a loose end of... So then is our assumption that Lena Waithe and Marshawn Lynch were outliers as well? I would think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it seems like they're sort of on the Caleb and Francis level of like Mm -hmm. people who have been recruited to hunt down their own kind for money because they need it. Unwittingly, but yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
I definitely think so. Um, and I do hope that they, when they kind of left, was at the end of episode five, that they did get to or get away from the system, hopefully. Because it seems like yeah. it's all breaking down anyway. So, um, or maybe they'll rejoin Caleb's army. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, he has connections. I think he could very easily, and this is probably Dolores's point, right? Get him to rally a bunch of people around this idea of like, insight has been you know building a path for us he thought that we were not fit to be part of this world plan let's show him you know why we belong here Mm -hmm. and then just all i mean hell has already seemed to break loose with just the riots going on around the world due to the the data leak Mm -hmm. but now on top of that they're going to try to i don't know how they're going to mount some sort of insurrection on serac considering that they don't know where he is or how to get to him but maybe that's something that dolores can also help him with from beyond the grave now these people could they be reprogrammed to be somebody else? I mean, because Caleb didn't know who and what he did. So you have all these people. There's there were a lot of there was a lot of that. I mean, there's look like thousands upon thousands of yeah uh, people there. These, so, mm-hmm. these were the nine out of ten that couldn't be reprogrammed or whatever. Maybe it, I I don't know, but it's not a bad idea. I mean, I I just don't know. I'm just trying to think. It is interesting. Again, I, I just I'm so intrigued by Ciroc's motive to yes, some people will die due to the Rico app. I guess maybe they're just sort of like beyond any sort of sense of repair, but you have to imagine there's some like shred of humanity in there with him freezing so many people with the hope being that like eventually enough will come around to cure whatever mental depravity these people have so they could become regular citizens. So it's the Walt Disney proposition. So it really freezing. is, though. Yes, it's like <laughs> freezing somebody until you, you assume science will come up with a cure, and yeah. then you'll be right as rain once things come around. Yeah. yeah stop smoking, Walt. That was the cure. But anyway, <laughs> don't tell him that. No, I guess you should tell him. That. It's too late. He's dead. Yeah. He's not frozen. Well-known fact: Walt Disney is not frozen. We know. But that. he did. His company did make Frozen. I've, I've seen him at <laughs> I've did seen him hear, at Disneyland with Mickey Mouse. Did you hear the theory that uh, Disney titled the movie Frozen so that way when you search Frozen Disney online, it wouldn't show up the Frozen Dead Walt Disney? Ooh, oh. I like that. That's I don't know if it was like their original idea, but I'm assuming it was a great fringe benefit, right? right? Did not so, know that. I I, uh, I heard that and um, I was like. Disney, you wily dog. Anyway, um, <laughs> there is something you know. I've been uh, rewatching Clone Wars and now catch up, and I'm on season seven of Clone Wars. And they started with this army of like Bad Batch clones, and it just has me thinking about all of the benefits for Caleb's army here. While you know, if you think like a group of people that are outliers, like how how good of an army would that be if they're all like you know people that I don't know might not uh, fit into normal society, whatever that is. Um, how good of an army could that be? But I don't know. I think it could be interesting. Well, strength in numbers. I mean, it's just true. And also uh, if they are able to be in possession of this limbic stuff, which we find out has really been used to sort of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much the limbic stuff was used in the army and how much it was used outside of the army. Since again, it's a bit of a blurred reality, is, but if yeah. it does seemingly like dull your emotions to mm-hmm. make sure to make you be able to do like pretty depraved things mm-hmm. and you just distribute that on mass to these people i'm they could just go ahead and then fueled by revenge is just a recipe for disaster 
That's true. It's very true. Um, well, not to right. mention too, Maeve, I'm uh, not Maeve, Dolores is already, you got chaos in the streets from the remaining people because Dolores let them know. So I think you're going to, ha- if once these other people come back, Hey, there's, there's Walter, there's, there's Mike, there, you know, there's all these different people <laughs> you know, that they recognize. This is what they did. Uh, is this last we see Kid Cuddy's uh, Francis? Francis? Because if it is, Kid Cuddy, you did a great job. Yeah, because I I assume if Caleb killed him, that like they're not gonna put him under, you know. And that was that was a super like weird. That almost felt like something out of like Black Mirror or something. Yes, of like yeah. you have like a a bounty on your head, and then mm-hmm. Caleb I think gets the last second like his <laughs> Francis's bounty. So he's like, all right, I guess I can kill him now. And it's I mean, again, we we always knew that Caleb would kill Francis, but I think the yeah. look that Aaron Paul had as he was sort of like lording over Francis's body was pretty. Mm-hmm sad that he felt like that he knew he had to kill his friend out of all this that like they couldn't let not his friend it's a brother to him yeah exactly like they as francis said like they've been through so much together but caleb also knew like why francis was doing all this i mean Mm -hmm. enrico said it best when he said that you know the people who get picked for these offers are usually the ones who have the most to lose Mm -hmm. and so it was like i think it was just a general sadness caleb situation and i do feel like as we saw from him sitting on the pier i think after that moment was like when he may have started contemplating you know suicide before that he just seemed more listless and bored but i can imagine that now there's there's a lot of depression to him yeah i think he probably he probably did jump and that's how he ended up in the hospital well, but I think there's also something to you can see why eventually he might commit suicide, especially if he doesn't fully understand what happened. But the the uh, the trauma is there in his DNA, um, right. you know, and they've proven that scientifically that trauma can like be in, in your genetic material um, and why he would get to the point where he would want to take his own life. So um, it added so much context to his character. And again, Aaron Paul doing some fantastic acting. Um, all right, we have two other big kind of, well, other storylines here, uh, that I want to get into before we get into listener feedback. Uh, first of them is we find the rest of, uh, Maeve's crew. That was a lot Mm -hmm. of discussion last week. Uh, we were right on Clementine. I don't think any uh, of us predicted, uh, Shogun Armistice. Yes. Like, I think it'd be power rank, like, who of, who of Shogun World was going to show up? I think she would be bottom of the bottom. I said Armistice, not Shogun World Armistice. So I, I don't get, I'm not going to take credit for that one. You, you uh, shouldn't. So I'm trying to remember. Oh, I believe you. she went, I believe she did go with them in the second half of season two. Like, she went with Maeve's crew because I think she's like, yeah. there's nothing for me here. And I guess maybe she was there for the moment where she kills Musashi, mm-hmm. basically saying, like, you are a mockery to this yeah. great man. But yeah. it's outside of that, a little bit of a random choice. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it, it, couldn't we have just give, been given that answer last week? Well, then that's my question is, is there another, you know, Maeve operative that we don't know? Or was it just kind of a much ado about nothing? Which Because it, it, it turned out to be over these oh, okay. 15 years. All right, big yeah. deal. Um, yeah, it just, it just seemed like such a random character. And again, maybe it's because the Shogun world stuff kind of like fizzled a bit in season mm-hmm. two that I was just like it took me a second I had to watch see the dragon on yes. her face be like oh yeah that's Shogun Armistice yeah uh, for me to even remember sort of <laughs> what role she played but I guess yep. again if that's what we talked about last week right like who would Maeve pick and I guess if she wanted like a merciless mercenary 
I think that she would be the one to do it, especially with this logic of like, hey, you're going to go kill the person who's masquerading as Musashi. Yeah. And now, Musashi, he can't shoot straight, right? Well, he had this badass thing where he turned yeah, the like suit into the gun. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but that it's like, cool. it, it must not be inaccurate. You know, it's He like, kept shooting them. They're just robots, so they just keep moving. Well, he couldn't shoot Clementine. It's, it's, he did. He shot her like seven times. Yeah, but she just kept, she kept going. Yeah. But we did see before he died, Musashi was talking about like handing off this other briefcase to this guy. Do we think that's another one of the Dolores's or somebody else? That's uh, probably another Dolores because he, he says if you fail on your mission, you will die or something. You know, like, don't bother coming back. Don't bother coming back. I can imagine that it's another Dolores that he's dropping off somewhere. Right. Maybe. It has to be. Well, there's five. There's five Dolores's, right? And so maybe that's also part of, was part of Dolores's plan of like, it's fine if I die in this EMP blast because there's going to be another me that gets woken up around the same time elsewhere around the world. There's one still unaccounted for, right? We got yeah. actual Dolores, Musashi, Shaloris, and what's his that name? That guy, yeah, the the Liam's bodyguard. Yes. So I saw I saw a pretty good theory on Twitter. Okay. Not, it's not it's not my theory that the other is Stubbs. Interesting. I do I did see something with Stubbs, and not to get too far ahead into the Stubbs and Bernard and William at all, mm-hmm. but I did see somebody who noticed that when like Stubb was very adamant about like let me be the one to go into the system, when he handed uh Bernard the profile of Caleb, apparently he has the same ID number as William did last episode. So either that means that like Stubbs is futzing with the data mm-hmm. or that, you know, maybe they're just lazy with the production, but I, I would <laughs> assume the former. But also remember when Stubbs and Dolores fought, they said nothing personal. Mm. So, I mean, this, this wasn't in the theory I saw, but I, I started thinking about it. I go, oh, that's a great theory. So the question when Bernard found Stubbs, you know, in Westworld, was that the real Stubbs, or had Dolores like already planted her version of Stubbs? There? Well, that was part. That was part of the thing. They said, "How would Stubbs not? How would he not be able to kill himself?" So, I I think I, I agree with the theory that that's Dolores. That's cool. Theory. And he like he's that he, he's there not just protect protect Bernard, but to keep if if at any time he needs to to kill Bernard. So then, what's in the briefcase? Is this just like a I like don't know. I, again, this is my this is my theory, so it's wrong. I'm not taking the blame. <laughs> but I, 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 I thought well, it was the, a gr- I thought it was a great theory when I saw it on Twitter. The other thing is that we saw that you know they took Musashi's head, and I thought for a second like, okay, maybe this is callback like the well of it all. There is a pearl in that head, right? So it could ah. possible that they could use one of the Dolores's against her again if Maeve is still going to work, you know, against Dolores for some portion of time. Right. That's a great thought. Didn't even think about that. Because they had uh, Shaloris took the kind of messed up uh, Dolores pearl mm-hmm. head thing uh, that they were using to interrogate Dolores. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good call out. I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Yeah, like they could be using Dolores against her. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, I don't know if that's like, I mean, I guess it seems like Charlotte was probably the one to tip Maeve or whoever off about not only Musashi but like where to find him right because yep. it seemed like he was expecting a call from her mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. So there's just a moment of Shaloris. She's on the side of Maeve now because those were Maeve's operatives. Uh, where does she come into play with the finale? Because it seems more Maeve's story than Shaloris' story. I don't, I, that's where her being on this side now is kind of confusing to me because to me it was obvious Ciroc blew up her car, not not uh, not Dolores. So, But again, Dolores yeah. won and didn't care if she died or not. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, that's the thing. We, it's, that's what we were talking about last week was like, who is she going to blame for this? And I feel like there's reading why she would do it. Is she right in blaming Dolores? No, because Ciroc was the one who directly, did, I guess maybe Dolores is to blame because she is a version of Dolores and is considered dangerous. But I could see her, I don't know, maybe fueled with emotion, maybe channeling the Charlotte Hale heartless yeah. part of it all, just being like, <laughs> I need to take revenge on Dolores by any means possible. And I guess when it comes to next week, I don't know, like, I, again, her body is pretty badly damaged <laughs> if she wants to do any sort of fighting. But I I think she's going to play at least a role. And I can imagine okay. Dolores having to confront her at some point during next episode, whether she stands, like, in her way directly to getting to Serac. Or maybe she's more of just a shadow figure kind of pulling strings behind. Uh, yeah, it could be a thing where, like, she becomes, like, the big bad like she becomes mm-hmm. like Dolores's true nemesis is yeah. herself combined with <laughs> the ruthlessness of Charlotte Hale a self-hating Dolores it's great makes her great TV um all right uh last kind of storyline want to touch on of course is the Stubbs and uh Bernard and Williams story um what do we think about this what do we think about Williams perceived like i'm gonna kill all of what's left of you i thought that was a little i don't know not cool or not like a cool story because serac's already trying to do that so what's his purpose at this point i i I feel that, that that william his biggest sin he thinks is is giving life to these hosts sure right not not killing his daughter Well, again, he has rationalized killing his daughter at this point, right? Of like, it was a mistake. And he could probably also connect that back to like, I thought she was a host. Mm -hmm. Therefore, had I not (laughs) built these hosts, I wouldn't have thought my daughter was one. And so, you know, I have to kill her. But yeah, so it's interesting how he connects this whole like, the, the whole conclusion epiphany he had last episode of like, I'm the good guy with like, because I'm the good guy, that means I need to eradicate all the hosts. But I also <laughs> cast some judgment on Bernard here. We're like, right after William says that, Bernard's like, all right, we might need him for something. Like he yeah, is- Because wanted to kill him. Yeah, he's yeah. incredibly dangerous. It's the fact where William says like, yeah, you should have killed me yeah. because now I pulled a gun on you. Yeah. Uh, granted, he did pull a gun on two hosts. And as we just saw with Clementine, I don't know how uh, useful that's going to be, but I'm not sure. I think maybe just Bernard's a bit too- trusting here is a bit too naive maybe he's not the great foil to dolores considering that he seems to be you know what relatively they, not relatively uh coerced into things what do they need william for exactly that's my that's my question what's his purpose i don't know maybe it's like it could it be some sort of like appeal to dolores i think we talked about this right that like using it to sort of get to her because she has a relationship with him could it be that they need his clearance to like get somewhere and do something maybe i don't know he doesn't seem to have any power he doesn't own the company anymore right sirocco yeah. owns the company exactly and he's dead according to the system yeah yeah so i i don't know why 
they need him other than he's a great actor and great character. <laughs> and that's why they keep him around because I would have signed shown... on for six seasons and uh, he's got to be, but I, I do think there has to be something more and it can't be that he's going to kill all the hosts because Ciroc's already playing that role. Maeve's already playing that role. Uh, all Everybody, but Dolores and Caleb are playing that role. So, and to me, it's just like, I don't understand Bernard's motivations to keeping him around. Like, I really, it doesn't yeah. make sense. So, I think it's it's for more snarkiness. Like, I think <laughs> William had the best line of the season with, don't lecture me, you effing can opener. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <fair>. good. <laughs> That's fair. That's, that is true. That is very true. But yeah, this was it's definitely like, too, does... <laughs> yeah, I think this is definitely the least sketched out storyline of yeah. this the episode to the point where like William has not changed at all from his <laughs> white uniform. Maybe it is like he's he's really like so deluded at this point to thinking like he is the good guy that like he wants to wear white. Ah uh, yeah. That's a good point. And and, and and when he has to pee, you have chaos all over the place. You have all these dead bodies. Why didn't anybody fo- why didn't Bernard or Stubbs Stubbs that's his job follow him in there. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna make sure you're just peeing. And not or, grabbing a weapon or something. I was also thinking another Terminator reference here. Why didn't the Man in Black just you know take that dead biker dude's clothes and then you know and change into something maybe more suitable to William's character? But I I I like you know Mike's point here. He's he's seeing himself as a good guy, so he's staying in these uh, you know mental institution fatigues. Because um, nothing says good guy like that. <laughs> yeah exactly like nothing says that you are on the side of righteousness <laughs> yeah i mean it, it just again it just it's felt like a weird episode for Stubbs and bernard yeah. i mean if Stubbs is indeed uh, a version of dolores i feel like maybe what he's doing makes a lot more sense like if he wants to lead william to dolores for whatever reason then like sure i don't need to watch him sure i'll i'll you know i'll sort of fudge futz with this profile but I don't know what Bernard has been. This has not been a great season for Bernard. Correct. Or if, or if the if the plan is like you said about leading Dolores, I mean leading William to Dolores, so Dolores can kill him. Right. There has to be something because, to Mike's point, and it's I think was bringing why I wanted to talk about this is. Bernard's storyline, and to a greater extent, William now, since he's brought into the Bernard storyline, or he's you know with them at the moment. Like it, it, they've kind of they've either really buried the lead, and there's going to be some big reveal for what their purpose is, or we're not even going to really have time to get into it, and it'll be mm-hmm. like a season four thing. Because, and to me, know, that's that sucks. To me, yeah. penultimate, I know. It's Ciroc and his crew pitted against Caleb Dolores, and that's the big conflict. And Bernard needs to figure out what is his point of existing in, in this story. Um, and I assume it, it just the right, right when I heard I the line, we might need him for. I go for what? Yeah. For what? I was also a bit confused because I thought that Bernard and Stubbs went to Mexico to the facility to get William. But it looks like because we were asking like why didn't Dolores and Caleb get to them in time? It looks like they were going to Mexico, but to the Solomon facility. Mm-hmm. So I'm just confused. Like were they both in Mexico, or was William never in Mexico? I mean, I guess he's in Southern California, which is close to Mexico. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I was just confusing locations. But yeah, that, I mean, obviously, a fun call out in the beginning to like the two of them riding horseback. Dolores flat out saying like, "This looks like a lot like where I came from." This idea of like Apparently going full circle, but at the same time, things yeah. being extremely different. 
Uh, and I also know that I think HBO had like cut some trailers that were a bit trolly and that they showed like these shots and everyone assumed that, oh my God, Caleb's in Westworld. Yeah. But, but no, it's just very, very similar ter- terrain. Well, I like when he, he she says, uh, this is like home. You mean Westworld where you killed everybody? Yeah. yeah but, like, but there's but there's beauty in it and that's uh that's, been that's home <laughs> i mean that's been dolores's mo though since the beginning right it was like you know uh where people see ugliness like in chaos i see beauty and it's so even though she has come so far as a character there is still a part of that in there that lets, allows her to see beauty within all the ugliness and i think she sees that in this world as well so now where was it, it was sonoma mexico wasn't it yeah sonoma Sonoma's in California and present. Oh no, it was. I think it was. No, it was like Solora. Something that began with an S and like had a very similar sounding. It it definitely was started with an S. I figured one of you guys would write it down. So I didn't. I I have it written down, but I can't find because I I keep seeing Ciroc, and that's the S name that keeps popping up. Of did Mexico secede more of or come back and take over California? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that's a, an aside that doesn't exist because I didn't do enough research. But anyway, I did think it was um, it, it was interesting, uh, and it, to me again, it's just where where is this Bernard storyline going? That's the one loose end of the season. If I had one complaint, I'd just be like, but but that's not to say there could be some awesome reveal in this last episode. It's like, Oh my God, that makes so well, much then, sense. But that's putting a lot of pressure, right? It has to be an awesome reveal. If it's kind of like, ah. or mm. it's an awesome reveal in season four, but that's not happening for another seven years. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think there's just an element of, I don't know. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Sonora is the name of the place. Sonora. Sonora. Okay. Sorry. My, uh, San Diego roots were being influenced there. But the thing is, you know, when you're in San Diego, you can see Mexico from, you know, your backyard. So from your porch, uh, from your porch, uh, you know, when I'm in downtown San Diego. I can see it from my hotel room. Uh, so it's not that far away from wherever they are. It's, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, they were able to. So I guess because we saw they took Ciroc's jet two episodes ago. So I guess mm-hmm. did they fly into Mexico and just like rode horses to get to the facility? I mean, I could also imagine that like, I don't know, actually. Do you think the facility would have, like, a private, I don't know, helipad because it's so, well, you know, it's, private? It, it's, it's all, it's desert all around it, so they could land anywhere. That, and approaching on horseback, it's not a tech, it's not technology, so there's probably no way to trace. Yeah, and we'll say, there. badass stuff from Dolores this episode with, like, I mean, it was very um, military-like when mm-hmm. she's setting up the sniper rifle, but to use the sniper rifle coupled with like the little mini drone yes. was a lot Cause of fun. Because Ka- Caleb, you're too far away. <laughs> That's yeah, a pretty whatever. scary I'm just surprised uh, nobody use. noticed the mini drone like right? flying <laughs> through their facility. Doesn't that thing make noise? Maybe it was, the modern... it, it was making noise. Mm. Yeah, because drones are really noisy, um, but maybe they've silenced them more in the future in, in the 2050s, but uh, I, I do know that I think they did those shots with the little drone with a GoPro on a on a drone, so I think that's kind of oh. cool. Um, and then the other one's a bigger drone camera thing that they use, so all those shots were used uh, using drones, which, mm. if you like drones, cool. If you don't, well, that's how they they shoot a lot of survivor scenes now. I think, Mike, did you? I mean, it's that? it's yeah, it's the wave of the future. It's like shooting things with drones because you don't need a dolly necessarily. If you need to get like action high up in the air, it's an easy thing to do. But now they're. I yeah, heard. 
I heard Crazy Hank TV is going full drone for the next season. <laughs> oh yeah, of uh, video shows. Of course, with my with my skill of uh, drone flying, it, I'm, I'm, it's going to cost. It's going to be expensive because there's a lot of trees around here. So well, they they have drones now that you don't even need to like steer them. You just need like a little tracer in your pocket, and then it'll just focus. Oh, on really? Them. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's what I'm into then. That's what I'll much, be doing. Much like your mic setup in your studio where it just picks up everything. It's a drone that basically does the same thing. It's perfect. That works for me. <laughs> Ooh, so crisp. <laughs> All right. Um, any any final thoughts on this episode before we get to listener feedback? Um, I'll give a I'll give kudos to the way we saw Caleb's memories, both like the bastardized version and the real ones, because I loved the subtle changes they would make, like how Francis would be saying the same line, but certain change things, like instead of saying, you know, command wants, you know, doesn't want him to talk. Instead, mm-hmm. it was the app doesn't want him to talk. Even right. small things like when they walk outside that that building, which they're holding Enrico up in, uh, in Caleb's memories, the graffiti was in like Russian or Crimean. Mm-hmm. And then when he walks outside in the real one, it's obviously in English. Yeah. So it's just like subtle things that shows like not just him, but like how our own memories can get warped yeah. by perceptions and how mm-hmm. we take grains of the truth and like warp them to whatever we thought actually happened. And so I thought it was like really cool, the connective tissue between the two that we only needed over the course of one episode. Yeah, it's like in, in human memory does that, right? Like it will yeah. we'll conform it to the narrative that we want to kind of, you know, make true. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a really good call out. Uh, Jack, any final thoughts from you? No. Oh, man. I figured it'd be more <laughs> from an episode. He, I mean, he has his big moment later on in the podcast. That's I don't, true. I don't, I, I'm, I'm still thinking of something. No, unless, right unless you're going out on top and saying, like, I got my thing confirmed in the first yes. five minutes of this episode. Exactly. Yeah, really. Do I, do I need to have another one? Because it's like, I was right a couple times in this episode. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't want to be one of those people that has to be right every single time. So it's it's great when you're watching, you know, with your wife and you would think she's not be on your side. But she goes, oh, yeah, I agreed with Jack completely. That was that made total sense. I was like, whose side are you on? <laughs> Anyways, that's what we thought about this episode. Now it's time to hear what you all thought about with some listener feedback. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Listener feedback. All right, it's listener feedback time. Time to get into what you all thought. You're right over there, Jack. You okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> into what you I'm, thought. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, this first email is from not Ethan. Oh, not Ethan. Dear other man. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have forgotten your place, my friend. Let me remind you, you die early in season one. You come back a few times for pity cameos, but no one really loves you. You are one of the least favorite others. Even Mr. Friendly ranks higher. Dang. Meanwhile, it's a deep loss cut there. Um, uh, Even, uh, sorry, uh, dear Jay, or sorry, Jack, not Jack and Mitch previously on emails from not Ethan. I tried very hot hard to stay inside my loop by only mentioning Westworld last week. However, mm. not Jack invoked the name of star Wars by discussing the redemption and thus by presidential debate rules. I get 30 seconds. to No. Respond. Oh, not Ethan. Come on now. 
Anakin was redeemed in that he gave his heart back to the light. That doesn't mean he isn't responsible for so much sadness and darkness. I think it's actually a good parallel to William on Westworld 3 Lockdown. Uh, I've actually never been in full agreement with y'all on brandishing William as pure evil. He killed his daughter, which was awful and terrible. But it's clear he 100% did not think it was really her. And he's obviously traumatized by what he did. I think this makes him conflicted. And someone who has done bad things, but not as not Jack perhaps suggested, beyond redemption. I'm glad one of the Williams defended himself in therapy by saying he was playing along to the rules of the game, as the park is clearly defined as a world without consequences. Like Mitch feels when he sits down to play a round of Call of Duty. I'm intrigued to see where this goes, eventually <laughs> with Williams' character, what side he will take, and if he will obtain redemption. As you all expertly pointed out, our own certain points of view uh, cloud what we will view as success or failure, redemption or not. As I, for one, am very not not Jack in that I am not siding with Dolores. The biggest question that remains, my friends, is what will William's redeemed force ghost at the very end look like? (laughs) (laughs) I think think it has to look like Jimmy Simpson. Right? Will he be old man in translucent black? Or will he be trendy downtown bar Hayden Simpson Christensen? (laughs) Only the special edition will tell. Not Ethan. Uh, I would just get off the top here. I do not play Call of Duty. (laughs) And no offense I, to people that do, but that's just not me. I don't see Ethan as I, I, he's not a good guy. I mean, not, not Ethan. I mean, uh, oh, okay. Well, let's uh, just take that out of context. <laughs> well, I, William, I, I, because I wrote down Ethan. William is not a good guy. He's not, and, and we we see in his where he's as a child, he, his dad's terrified of him. Why? Because he's not well, a good I, guy. I think it just, it, but it, the really thing interesting about this character is it brings it into a larger conversation as to like what makes a good person. Is it a matter of just adding up? the good actions and the bad actions you've done in your life and seeing which one outweighs the other. Is you're it more 51%. so like one ah, percent? Yeah. Good. I mean, well, that's the thing that he said though, right. It was like, I did a lot of good stuff. Like he started up these foundations. We saw in season one, someone approached him and was like, thank you so much for what you've done out there. It seems mm-hmm. like he's had a lot of investments in like the medical fields. Mm-hmm. Well, point every, right. Everyone needs a tax write off. <laughs> It's a pretty damn large tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I wonder, you know, is it less about that? Is it more so about, like, the intentions behind, like, if you do good things, but for reasons to, like, purge your heart of sin, is that is that bad? So it's it's still an ongoing discussion, and that's what makes me so happy about the character. I wonder, though, to our earlier conversation, like, depending on the role William plays, how much longer can we keep having that conversation yeah. before it starts to get old? Correct. Right. Correct. Um, I do we think agree. so we assume if 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 William has to choose between Maeve or Dolores specifically next episode who is he choosing I think Dolores because I think he still loves her so even though she's supporting like you know even though he wants to wipe out all the hosts and Maeve is working for the person who wants to do that he would still his heart's still with Dolores I think that's the only thing that makes his storyline compelling because I don't find him wanting to kill all the hosts that compelling because Mm -hmm. there's already a large crew of people doing that. So I'd find it much more compelling that William still loves Dolores. Plus, what connection does he have with Maeve? Well, I mean, he was the one who is uh, part of one of Maeve's big memories, right? When she was separated from her daughter. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. That's true. 
But that would leave Maeve to wanting to kill him, right? So yeah. I don't know. Well, and then and yeah, remember she tried to in season two, mm-hmm. and then Dolores was the one who ended up, you know, blowing his fingers off. Yep. Yeah. He's just pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. For, a lot of people a good, have an axe to grind with him, especially yeah. from for the a, host variety. Yeah. For a good guy. Wow. All right. Uh, let's go to the next email here. Uh, this one is from Sasha. Titled Passpon. Um, let's see. Oh, it's it got some different fonts here. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right, this is a uh, a, a script uh, text here at the top, so I'm going to read it. Hopefully, I will do okay. The two characters are here: a female voiceover. Are you doing two, you doing two different voices, or just I'm doing the, you know. two different characters here? A female okay, voiceover right. and a male vo- voiceover. Okay. Okay. All right. All These right. are their stories. Uh, close up on a modern receptionist style phone with lots of buttons, blinking lights, and ringing. Female voiceover. Hello, thank you for calling HBO. How may I direct your call? Male voiceover. Sounds distressed, bad audio quality. It's Ethan. Please help me. I thought I understood Westworld, but now I'm hopelessly lost and flailing around in a bleach-injected haze. Where am I? I don't know anything. Am I real? Am I an outlier? (laughs) Female voiceover. No need to stress, Ethan. It's Sasha here. To relieve you of your stress, my drone just dropped a space bomb on you. Shablam, baby! In scene. Wow, beautiful, beautifully written, beautifully performed. That's like five that, stars. That, that deserves an Emmy. Just throwing it out there. Whew, I'm really glad this ended in this way, aren't you? What a relief. Anyway, what great episode this week, guys. Right? Right. Just a couple of hot takes from the first viewing. We're planning to watch again, since I'm sure your excellent insights will provoke more thought. The opening fight scene with Musashi, his crew, Clementine, and Hanro, um, called it, was incredible. Best part, Clem and Hanro's badass walk away at the end of the fight. Army of women! Dolores waxing poetic about the land and how she wants a place for her people. She is building an Israel for her people. Amen. Note the visual similarity between the reprogramming labs and the Westworld labs. Glass walls, cold storage, clean lines, two sides mm-hmm. of the same coin, no? Yeah, I mean, mm, yeah. to the point where the episode begins with uh, the doctor telling Caleb, like, hey, uh, let's start from the beginning, uh, which is very reminiscent of, like, when they would go through the host narratives and be like, start at the beginning, you know, testing for fidelity, mm-hmm. tell me everything. Uh, we once again go back to, like, Caleb sort of being treated like a host in this facility. Yeah. Yep, exactly. At one point, uh, I thought he was going to be a host because the way they were playing it out, but... And then uh, Solomon throwing serious French attitude shade at Dolores is the best thing I've seen this whole season. Yeah, and I, I love it too because Solomon, Solomon and May, like Dolores tried to make her argument to both of them, right? Of like, we're yeah. not so different, you and I. And both of them just completely said back to her, like, no, 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 we were extremely different, which <laughs> I love because again, Dolores has these powers of persuasion, but yeah. she also needs that ability, much like she promised Bernard would be. She needs those people to like, you know, calm her down a little bit to mm-hmm. tie down her wings and be like, no, 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 you are not <laughs> nearly as compelling and convincing as you think you are. And ending on a quote, I'm the effing bastion of society should be on a t-shirt. 
I, I don't. Disagree. I don't know. Can we put the can opener quote on the back at least? Yeah, I think can opener. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think can opener. I'd have can opener on the front. On the front. Uh, so. Cheers, and until next week, Sasha. Sasha, nicely done. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Sasha. Sasha, new all star this season. Yeah. For the seriously. Feedback. No offense to the Ethans and not Ethans. You well, will, will Ethan make it six seasons? I don't think so. Ethan's I, just I getting sniped from so many sides right now. Uh. Okay, one more email. <laughs> Did that feel like the penultimate episode? Charmaine from Toronto. Okay. I've seen El Camino. I know Aaron Paul can act. I don't blame him. They dropped Aaron Paul into Westworld to lure back disenfranchised viewers and haven't given him anything to do. Tonight, inexplicably, inexplicably, he goes on a romantic horseback ride with Dolores, all to get that feeble back story. We don't even know why his mother says uh, she's not his son, do we? He's her son with a past job, so despicable someone blurred his memories of it using repetitive, mind-numbing clockwork orange therapy. Is this supposed to have us reeling because he's not just a construction worker? I learned nothing that helps me see him as a great leader or ally to the robot revolution. By the way, in Canada, construction workers made the essential worker list, so a moment of respect for construction workers working while we wait out a pandemic. Hell yeah. I agree. Also, with nothing to do, Thandie Newton, what is Maeve supposed to be accomplishing? Accomplishing? She appears, she dies, she appears, she dies. Evan Rachel Wood, Dolores used her minions to get money and leak personal data also uh, so she could... Um, what is she doing? She bought some great outfits and then... What is she doing? Some great fleeting moments for Charlotte, Hale, and William, but so many others just floating around with little to do. How can we be at the penultimate episode with so little to talk about? None of the characters had clear motivation or real goals or connections to a discernible larger narrative. Is this deliberately mystifying? In more optimistic moments, I can think that there's a reveal next week that makes us realize all of them are in exactly the right place at the right moment. But right now, it feels like the actors are all working on other projects, and they couldn't script anything for them that really mattered. Westworld 3 is the season they built a universe and didn't let anything happen in it. Maybe it's actually part one of a 16-episode season ending in a weak place. Maybe I'd enjoy it more if I was on genre. Charmaine... From wow, well, I think I think we found another person who is uh, not a fan of season three. It seems. I think, yeah. I think just, it's easy, just, easy just to blame Ethan, right? This whole problem. <laughs> um, well, it's so interesting because I will say first off that I disagree, but I would just copy what Charmaine's saying about season three, and I would put it in season two. To be quite yeah. honest, of like, what are these characters doing there? What's with the timeline? Who's what? What's when? What are? Where are they going? Why are they doing this? And with that, a lot of that information wasn't revealed until the final episode. Mm-hmm. I personally have felt, and we talked about this with this episode, like we, I don't think it was a big twist that we found out about Caleb stuff, but I don't know if it was supposed to be. It was more so like he was able to find out how he was specifically incorporated into Ciroc's plans right. to yep. personally put him against Ciroc. It wasn't this big thing. It wasn't a big reveal of like, he's actually a host the entire time. We know his memories have been futzed with. It's mm-hmm. the man of filling in that picture a little more to understand, okay, this is why he does end up taking the mantle against Rock specifically in what he thinks is probably Dolores' memory. Mm-hmm. I think we agree with, with it as far as Bernard goes. 
Yeah, I think yeah. Bernard's where I will agree, but all the other storylines I felt have had drive and connection to a larger narrative. And um... I mean, Shalores is cha- she's no longer <laughs> Charlotte Hale. I mean, she's she evolved. I mean, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I'm not going to argue with people who don't like what's no, going I on. I respect I mean, Charmaine's like well executed yeah. thoughts here. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's, just it's, don't particularly agree it's, with him, but I, I do think it's, it's a fair, you know. I know a lot of people that feel that way. So I, I said yeah. it before. I don't know if we were recording or before we were recording. I know a lot of people that feel like Charmaine does. So, But in fairness to like your estimation, like two people on Twitter qualifies as a lot. Um, yeah, well, no, I it's, wonder, it's, actually, it's actually people I podcast with. So so two people. No. <laughs> I wonder. I, I, I'll be intrigued to find out at the end of the season, like were people expecting it to be twisty? Because I do, I do think this season has not been as twisty, but I feel like this season has given more room for character introspection, mm-hmm. which I have personally enjoyed more that I felt was lacking a bit in season two, where that yep. felt a bit more like putting pieces on a board and having them just move in different directions. Correct. Yeah, that's why I agree with that, 100%. But either way, Charmaine, appreciate Thank you. you writing in. All right, well, that will do it for what our listeners thought about this episode that leaves one more thing to do on this podcast today that is jack's crackpot theory uh, no no come on too many episodes jack when I mean, we do this over video so i get to see his stupid expression every time <laughs> like, I don't got nothing. I don't know. no you, you got to do something right you can't sit I, I, here i thought i, I thought i just again like, you don't want to be, well, be braggadocious and you know be Spot on every week. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to the listeners. Sit on this throne you've built for yourself this whole episode <laughs> and not have a new crackpot theory. Of the it's, week. And, so, and it's it's the season finale. We don't know how long we're gonna wait until we get yeah. the next one. So like this is the last <clears throat> one for seven years. I don't have to give one next week because it's the finale. I mean, well, I, guess you, I guess you could give one, but yeah, I feel like true. we are we're slow. We're like closing the hole on when in the next five years you can give crackpot theories <laughs> on the show. So like, take advantage of every opportunity. All right. The only thing I can think of, and I, like I said, I wanted to steal the Stubbs one, but I, I didn't. Ha- I just couldn't do it. You're, well, just, you're you a good person, it. Jack. I, I could, because I, I, I don't want to be like Jay. I, there's a theory out there. I'm not oh, going to so take so I go on Twitter to steal theories? Come on. You know I'm too lazy not, for not, that. Not Twitter. You just, you know. Oh, okay. Sure. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say that somehow William and Caleb are related. Oh. I don't know why. I just feel that Waiting way. Waiting like illegitimate son? Maybe I don't know. I just there's something about it that, they, and maybe that's why they want William. Right. Interesting. That's the only way I could think that there's they need William. I was trying to because I had that the whole time, but I didn't want to bring it up. But um, yeah, I just I just am thinking that somehow they're related. because ah. the mom, you know, left. Yeah. I mean, you know, the that's mom. A, that's does, a really I, interesting I, idea. I, I, don't, I don't know who you are and all that different stuff. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm, that's what I'm throwing out there. And it makes William's purpose are, are more or make sense, right? If like if he's him trying to kill all the hosts is lame, 
but right. him maybe realizing, oh, this is my son, this is my future, or whatever. You know, mm. I killed my daughter, but I still have a chance. Exactly, it's like a right. second chance for him to be like, if you truly are a good person, like show yeah. that to your son. Yeah, because Caleb comes in, hey dad, you want to have a catch? <laughs> and so you know, then we're all gonna tear up because it's such a sad. Yeah, but then moment. Caleb's gonna like throw him a grenade, and that's how he's gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> Slight twist on the field of dreams ending. Just a slight. But again, twist. there has to be there has to be a reason why they need Caleb, and they, obviously they 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 did the blood test, and they have the mm -hmm. they have all those samples of the blood, right? Yeah. So they know and, the and DNA. That could be a reason why they end up having the same ID number. Then mm -hmm. maybe it's like traced back to DNA. Yeah. So that's my crackpot theory, and I'm sticking to it. I'll wow. admit that might be one of your more out there ones, but I feel like there is somehow logic in it. Yes. I actually would be kind of excited if that ended up being the case next week. I'm not I mean, how lie. would Dolores know to find Caleb? I mean, it yeah. just, there's, there's just so gonna, much. I, Jack, I got to give you credit where credit's due. I thought you were just going to like pull one out of your butt like you usually do. But this one I think is actually really good. I think this is mm -hmm. a really good crackpot theory. Well, I, I was trying to downplay it. But, uh, uh, sure you were. No, you see, sometimes you know, broken clocks right twice a day, um, and <laughs> clearly, it's somehow we keep hitting twelve o'clock uh, over this past week or so. But I, I, I just—that's my job. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of Westworld with J. Jack and Mike. Give us a call at 385-309-0311. You're not going to call. No, nobody has called this season. Call the damn one, number. One more chance. Last chance. Well, it's a live show next week. That's right? true. So still, there won't be any. I could still play it. You'd have to call like right after the episode. but Or uh, you could call in response to this episode. Well, we're, not, we're, we're still recording Monday, aren't we? I think we're doing live. I think it's a live, or we usually do live on the finale. But that's what well, Jack usually does. What's going to happen? Oh, that's Ethan right. Your new Ethan Eckhart show. I have to go Monday. You can't push the other show. We find out who's more important right now. Well, I, you know, these. I don't want to tick off Ethan, and I have a We've, army of Ethan's Ethan. Been... I'll, I'll because all those people that are in the Cairo, Cairo, whatever that thing is, uh -huh. could all be could all be Ethan's. I don't I'm know. Sorry. I, I don't want an army of Ethan's coming after me. Ethan has been cut in half. He's Darth Maul. He's like less of a person. Like just <laughs> stop giving him more excuses to talk about Star Wars, <laughs> Sasha, especially the prequels. Sasha and not Ethan have Obi Wan'd uh, Darth Maul up. He's 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 done. Yeah, can we just do Monday? It'd be easier for me. Wow old ladies and gentlemen well i guess we'll do it live on monday night i guess yeah but then that means you have plenty of time to call in people exactly You'll have an extra day to call in with your thoughts whether you're a uh, sasha or a charmaine or anything in between exactly uh send an email to westworldjjm at gmail.com join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash j and jack group use our amazon link j and jack.com slash amazon and we want to thank the people that make this show possible, especially Tech from Tokyo, not at heart, Richter. Richter. Sorry, dude. You're spoiling our live show plans. Uh, <laughs> Joanne with the plan, Drake the Destroyer, Ed the Creepy Mailman, Maggie the Magnificent, uh, and Greg the Great. Greg. Is that all of them? Mm -hmm. You can find a full list of all of our patrons over at jayandjack.com. Whether you give $1 or more a month, it all helps make these shows possible. All right, gentlemen, next week, this Sunday, it all comes to an epic conclusion. I look forward to talking 
about it with you all live in front of our uh, listeners, uh, you can find a link on our website at jhack.com. You also find it's also, get, also doing it the next day gives the people on the West Coast a chance. Quit to your join excuses. Us. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Because I know we have a lot of listeners on the West Coast. No, no, no. clearly, so clearly, Ethan has something on you. I don't know what it is. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he has some like blackmail he's putting on you. I, I don't know. All I gotta say is Sasha and not Ethan. You have more work to do, so do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, our soldiers now, <laughs> Mike. You have a really, really long list of podcasts that you are on um <laughs> what uh I'm not, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna give the list uh just for the sake of time i, I publicized them all at a mike bloom type on twitter did a lot of random stuff this week i talked riverdale i talked glee i talked a lot of television wow. so glee. yeah so check it all out at a mike bloom type on twitter is where i i blab about it but yeah a lot of fun this week cannot wait for Sunday, I'm just super intrigued to find out where this all comes to a conclusion. And then it's just crazy to think that like two months, I mean, a lot has happened in two months inside and outside of Westworld. And then we just wait for an undetermined <laughs> amount of time, both inside and outside of Westworld for things to come back to normality. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jack might be like part cyborg by that point. We don't know. We don't know. Um, anyway, uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next Monday. Live, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time. And uh, until then, hasta luego, and goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.